0: Hello and greetings everyone. Welcome to the Sklo Library podcast. I'm David Pensick, communications manager for Sklo Center Region Library. We're located in the heart of downtown State College on the Corner, Beaver Avenue and Allen Street and hope everyone had a great Labor Day weekend kind of mixed feelings with Labor Day on the negative it sort of puts an end to summer but on the positive especially if you love the library which hopefully you do if you're listening to this um, we the library is now going to be is now going to be open on Sundays starting this Sunday September 9th uh, the library will be open on one to five from one to five p.m. on Sundays and there's a pretty special event uh, going on this Sunday, actually, uh, in the children's department. And that's what this week's episode is about. It's Meet the Authors. Uh, there's going to be some children's book authors and illustrators. Um, they're going to uh, read from their books and, and have some activities for the kids and families. And one of the authors is Con Tiemann. He's a, a Penn State grad. He now is based in Pittsburgh, where he's an, an attorney. Uh, he's written a book called A Weekend in Happy Valley. Uh he's written it under the name Nate N.E. Lyon. And it, so it's a kind of an interesting journey going from uh, lawyer to children's author. And that's what um, I, I talked one of the things I talked to him about in uh in in this interview and in this conversation with him. So I hope you enjoyed my conversation with with I was gonna say Nate Any e. Lyon. No, it's with Con Tiemann about his book. A Weekend in Happy Valley. So I guess my first question, and maybe a question a lot of people would have, is how does Con Tiemann, attorney, uh, go from that to Nate, any Lion children's book author? Um, Can you talk a little (laughs) bit about your your journey and how this all came about?
1: Yeah, certainly. Uh, It's probably not the most linear path, Um, (laughs) but... Yeah, so I, uh, it, it really, the idea first came to me whenever I was a student, an undergrad student at Penn State, and, uh, I was working at the Nindy Lion Inn. Um, I was delivering room service, uh, the very, uh, uh glorifi- glorified job of running, uh, from the kitchen up to people's rooms. Um, but, uh, you know, we obviously had a lot of uh, guests staying there and families coming up for football weekends. We're, we're always big, uh, big busy times. And I remember I was delivering room service one day uh, and noticed that from some of the rooms that sort of uh, face the town uh in, in the hotel, you could uh, just, just barely see the uh, lion sh- shrine through the trees there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remembered thinking that it would be sort of a cool children's story if the lion shrine came came to life at night uh, and like interacted with the students somehow or the children somehow. And there could be a setting where people are coming up for the weekend, staying at the hotel and uh, and the, the child sort of has some sort of interaction with this mystical lion shrine. Um, and so that was just sort of whenever the seed first got planted and uh and I frankly didn't do much with it I shortly thereafter I thought of the uh the pen name that I thought was cute and fitting for a children's story a a little pun on uh on the Nittany Lion uh writing under Nate and E-Lion uh and so I sort of had those two concepts in the back of my mind but uh really didn't do much with it from there you know I, I I graduated and uh Uh, worked for a few years, went back to law school. And, uh, whenever I was in law school, my older sister, uh, Catherine, uh, had her first daughter and then her second daughter and it was kind of, uh, getting connected with them and, and, uh, spending time with them and reading children's stories to them that the idea came back to life. And I had a little bit more context at that time. You know, I, I wasn't regularly reading children's stories, uh, Back in college, um, so I had, I had a that slightly wasn't better a for you, right? right yeah <laughs> yeah, so I had a a slightly better frame of reference, and uh, around that time, I just kind of rehashed the idea I was in my third year of law school and just sort of put pen to paper and um, submitted it to uh, a publisher that I found that sort of specializes in university focused uh, uh stories and, uh, was happily accepted. And then, uh, that path sort of continued in parallel, which, you know, it takes a while to get the book from, from script to the tangible hard copies printed and published. Uh, and so during that time, I, I graduated from law school and, uh, began my legal career. So it's a very, uh, a long winded way of how, how those two worlds sort of came together. Wow.
0: Now how, um, how did you get to working with the illustrator of the book how How did that come about and and what was that like to get your the words your words uh illustrated as they are in the in the book?
1: Yeah, yeah no that was probably like the coolest part of the process um uh think, so in terms of like finding and identifying the illustrator uh the the publisher was really crucial in that respect it's uh, mascot books and um, so that once the story was uh, accepted for publishing they had um, you know some 2,000 or so illustrators uh, that they work with and they essentially give you sort of a catalog and you get to see different people's styles and work and uh, and you know get a feel for sort of what you think works for your story. Um, and so I sort of flipped through that and, and narrowed it down to a few that I was interested in. Um, and then you get to, uh, pitch, you know, a few of the pages to them, and they come back to you with samples. Uh, and that was sort of my first, probably my first realization, like, Oh, this, this is becoming real. And, uh, and it was just cool to see different people's interpretation of, uh, what i had written. Um, and through that process, I, uh, got connected ultimately with, uh, Walter, uh, Pol- I think it's Policelli mm-hmm. uh, is how I pronounce his last name. And, uh, and he just had this really cool, uh, whimsical sort of cartoonish, but fun, um, illustrations. Uh, and so, so I chose him from, uh, from that, from the options there and then uh, it sort of kicked off this process where I as a horrible artist myself um, but I had a pretty set uh, idea of how I anticipated the layout of the book looking Um, so I sort of was able to do rough stick figure sketches essentially and uh, use just uh, images pulled offline um, to sketch out sort of how I uh, envisioned it looking and sent that over to Walter. And then he was able to really make it all come to life. Um, and yeah, seeing, seeing the illustrated pages, uh, was definitely a highlight of the process, you know, yeah. uh, it, it, he did an excellent job. Uh, it largely makes the book what it is. And, uh, and yeah, it was just really exciting.
0: Did he have any Penn state connections or was he familiar with the town at all?
1: Uh, not that I'm aware of. Yeah. Um, uh, he was connected to me through the publisher and they're based out of Virginia. Um, so I don't think he had a direct tie himself, but, uh, just was able to sort of create those images from, from the reference, uh, photos that I provided. Okay.
0: I guess yeah. talk a little bit about the book itself and, 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 parents or kids who pick it up what you know what you know what's the plot and I guess there, you know people can look for Penn state symbols in the illustrations get talk a little bit about uh the, the book itself and, and what uh, people can expect when they get it
1: yeah definitely um so really the one of the underlying goals uh for the book um was you know there's a handful of penn state children's stories out there uh which are all great, you know, I'm sure Penn State fans uh, can't get enough. Um but and one of the things that I was sort of as I was leafing through some of those that I really wanted to try to focus on was for kids who may not yet be familiar with the sites of state college. Uh so if they hadn't been there before, if they uh couldn't necessarily um understand what the value is of this lion shrine or the downtown state college, if they didn't have that personal frame of reference, um, how could I try to make it more real and more exciting for them? Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, you know, the book's titled a weekend in happy Valley. It really follows a family from their home, uh, leaving, getting ready, packing and uh, arriving at the Nittany lion Inn for the weekend. uh, And then sort of hitting all of the standard happy Valley staples over the course of their trip, uh, going to the Penn state game, uh, grabbing dinner, you know, tailgating prior to, of course, uh, they make it through the, uh, the creamery, the corner room, uh, the the libraries, old main, uh, every, everything that sort of is synonymous, I think for us as alumni, uh, alumni walking around campus. Um, but I wanted to make it a way that this, these children uh, experiencing it for the first time can get really excited about it. Uh, so the idea of the book is, this is, something you could read to them, you know, ahead of a trip up to state college. Um, and it adds sort of a, a magical quality as you read through it. Um, so that whenever they're actually there, you know, they're looking at the line shrine and that's a direct tie and an important uh, piece of the book uh, that they can, and uh, just it just makes it a little bit more special I think hopefully it builds that anticipation and gives them reference points to tie into and get excited about seeing um, so that was sort of the rough plot arc was just kind of the the family trip up to Penn state um, and in going through the process, you know I wanted to make sure that it was accessible to um, a wide range of children, so you know not just super young or kids that are learning. And so I wanted it to be something that was simple enough for kids to be able, who are, you know, maybe a little bit more advanced in their reading to be able to read the book or read along with their parents um, while also providing an opportunity for kids who maybe aren't yet at the reading level to have uh, an activity and uh, fun interaction with the book. So there's uh, five hidden Penn State objects on uh, every page. So any sort of a page break or a half page that's a single image, there's five hidden Penn state objects. So for those kids who aren't yet reading the book themselves, but having the book read to them, it uh, it gives them sort of a way to interact with the book to try to find the images. Uh, and that's been one of the, the really cool things, you know, not having kids myself and really just interacting with my nieces, uh, to hear back from others who have uh, had some early readings of the book and how their children interact with it, it's been it's been pretty cool.
0: Oh, sounds really cool! i like to read to my kids. I have two young uh, young boys myself, so looking forward to Perfect. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, as a you know, someone who went to Penn State, and I, I think you come from a Penn State family. Um, what mm-hmm. what places meant the most to you um, here? What are there one memories you have, and are there places that really Mean a lot to you when when you come visit
1: uh yeah that's funny uh so I am from a penn state family uh my father went to penn state i'm I'm one of four I have three sisters, all of whom uh went to Penn state, and then sort of our broader extended family are largely penn state uh grads so been uh, helpful to have some uh, reference sources and verification uh, sounding boards as I was going through the process, certainly. Um, but to answer the the question, um, so my freshman year, I actually wasn't in East Halls, as most people are, but was in uh, Pollock, and I was in supplemental housing there. Uh, so it was me and uh, seven other guys in sort of a converted uh, study hall room uh, so we actually had like a balcony and these 30-foot ceilings and there was just uh, uh four bunk beds throughout there and uh it was definitely a, a unique i think somewhat unique experiences into the freshman year and uh but we all loved it we all got along really well and um you know we had the option to move into regular dorms about halfway through the year and everyone uh chose to stay and those are still some of my best friends on campus. Uh, but I always try to make it back to Pollock. Um, West halls, I think is just beautiful. Uh, it's probably like my favorite, uh, part of campus. Um, so I try to make it back there whenever I come up. And then, uh, my senior year, we actually lived on what I guess is the North end of campus. Um, so on the other side of park Avenue back a block and, uh, And so I would always do that walk sort of from that north end of campus past the Midney Lion Inn and then down the little walkway just to the, to the right of the Lion Shrine. Um, and I always enjoyed that walk too and sort of coming right into the rec hall and west, uh, the west halls as I mentioned. Um, yeah, so I just like being on campus. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's probably not the most specific or best answer, but, uh, like just kind of, you know, it's what what we had to do there is sort of walk long long distances frequently, and uh, that's that's what I like to do whenever I get back up.
0: Now you're working uh, closely with one of your siblings, your sister Andy, I guess, in, in getting the book out and promoting it. Uh, what's that like? But brother and sister working together?
1: Uh, yeah, Andy has been uh, completely uh, critical and sort of getting it launch uh, so i'm very uh, grateful for that uh as i mentioned i wrote the book uh in my third year of law school and it's now come out sort of in my f- first year of practice which has uh, perhaps unsurprisingly been rather time consuming <laughs> the law practice that is and uh, and i wouldn't be able to sort of uh have the book be able to get to where it is right now, uh, without sort of her assistance. And, uh, and it's been cool just working with her in that capacity as well. We hadn't, we hadn't sort of had any professional relationship previously. Um, but she worked at, uh, Yelp, as uh, the online review company, uh, for a while after she graduated from Penn state in, uh, she moved to New York city and is working with Yelp there. And, uh, a lot of what she was doing was sales and uh, cold calling folks and uh, working on that's those sort of promotional aspects. So she was uh, pretty key in getting us into uh, a lot of the stores that are offering the book for sale. Uh, it was sort of her uh, expertise. So she's really been instrumental in helping us, um, you know, get out from just our friends and family and yes. uh, have people here. Here of the release yeah
0: that's great um mm-hmm. now at least i know you'll you probably have maybe other dates but at least you'll, you're gonna be back here september 9th for the, this event at sclo um do you, yes. do you have uh i think you have, you have a scavenger hunt planned or you're planning some maybe ex- activities for for kids and families
1: yeah um, yeah so we're really excited to be up at the library for um uh, an opportunity to interact with uh, some of the local folks who may be interested in the book. Uh, and yeah, so sort of building off of the scavenger hunt theme of the book itself uh, on the 9th of September, we're really looking forward to do, doing that in real life uh, with the same images uh, being hidden around the library for, uh, for kids to try to seek out and uh, just as they would if they were reading through the pages. So, I hope uh hope it should be a fun activity
0: yeah we're looking forward to it um before we wrap up um, a question i ask uh, all our guests is uh you know a, a book if there's a book or books that have um have impacted you whether it's a children's book or, or something you read later in life uh, is there one one or two that's st- that really made an impact on, on your life
1: yeah yeah that's uh Obviously, I think it's always a good question and always a difficult one to uh, to narrow it down to uh, just one. Um, I think I'd probably – I have this excellent uh, English teacher in high school, and uh, I hope I'm not um, avoiding your question too much by not giving just one or two. But uh, the reading list of that year, uh, which was mainly uh, American literature, was – uh just very impactful sort of the first time i was reading uh it, it, they were assigned reading but i was reading for pleasure and i was really excited for the discussions in the classroom it was almost like a, a book club as opposed to just a course and the teacher was really uh engaging but um you know those were books like catcher in the rye catch 22 uh separate Peace*, great gatsby um my men, just and just sort of diving into those books uh, at that point in my life, uh, I've read many books since then that maybe I would say I like more, but in terms of impacting my life and sort of how I thought about things, uh, I am drawn back to that period of time uh, so. So, kudos to uh, Mr. Diamond, if he's out there listening. That's great. Well, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that's my attempt at an answer to that, your uh, more pointed
0: question. <laughs> no, it's great. I mean, I appreciate that. Um, and uh, no law books, I guess. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the uh, the legal textbooks, surprisingly, don't make it quite to the top of that list. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I have actually read a few good ones. Yeah, uh, But... Uh, <laughs> Cool. Yeah, there's one on American law that sort of gives a whole history of how the laws, it's, it's not like a legal textbook, but right. it's, a, it's a pretty interesting read on uh, how the laws developed in the U.S. and why it's developed the way it has sort of from a sociological but legal perspective. Uh, so that's if embedded in that was a legal book question.
0: That
1: would be my answer
0: <laughs> to that. Well, well Conn, hey, appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And, mm-hmm. and we're definitely looking forward to uh, to seeing you on uh, September 9th. And best of luck with the book. Definitely looking forward to checking that out as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and if, if I can, it, it can be found online at uh, www.triverhouse, which is T-R-I-V-E-R, house h-o-u-s-e.com uh or it's on amazon as well and uh, can also be found at uh, all sort of the penn state retailers in state college and uh very much looking forward to september 9th as well it should be a great activity uh and looking forward to it
0: yeah and hopefully it'll be coming after penn state beats uh pit there i don't know what <laughs> so that's yeah that, that's the, more, so
1: <laughs> i uh i was Uh, obviously Penn State undergrad, but Pitt for law school. And uh, I couldn't agree with you more. (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right. right. Well, Scott, hey, thank you so much. and, and And we'll see you here on September 9th. Great. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Take care. So hopefully you'll come to the library this Sunday, September 9th, and you'll have a chance to meet Con Tiemann. And some of the other guests that will be there at the Meet the Authors event um, Brian Ray, he also is a Penn State alum who lives in Brooklyn, and he has written a book, Unraveling Rose. And also, Adelina Horostova, she has a lo- uh, publishing company here in State College, and they came out with a book last year, The Stinkies, to Saving the Missing Smells. So th- that's 2 to 4 p.m. this Sunday, September 9th. Should be a great family uh, family event. And while you're there in the children's department, I have a book you, you might want to check out. This is comes. It's a recommendation from Paula Bannon, our head of children's services. The book is The Problem Children by Natalie Lloyd. Seven siblings, each born on a different day of the week, find themselves without a home while their parents are out of town. They journey to their grandfather's house and find a community that is very suspicious of the problem family. Given just 21 days to prove they are the rightful heirs of the house, the siblings embark on a quest to befriend the town and try to solve a generations-old mystery along the way. And Paul describes the book as funny and unique, and a welcome addition to our Juvenile Adventure books. uh, You can find that in the new Juvenile Fiction. And to check it out, you need a library card, and I mention that because September is National Library Card Sign-Up Month, so... If you don't have a card, or if you know of people who, who don't have a library card, uh, this would be a great month to, to get one. They're free, obviously, and the great thing about getting a library card uh, here at Sklo is you can use that card any, at any of the Center County Public Libraries in Belfont and Phillipsburg and Center Hall, and you can also use it at the Penn State Libraries. And It's not only for books, but you can use it to access Canopy, our video streaming service, and, some of the other, uh, and on all the other things we have online, uh, magazines, the ebooks and e-audiobooks on OverDrive. So if you don't have a library card, it's a great month to get one, National Library Card Sign-Up Month. And some other events we have going on at the library. On September 7th, there's going to be free developmental screenings from 9 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Uh, Saturday Stories Alive is on September 8th at 11 a.m., the Nittany Valley Writers Network will be meeting on September 11th from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. And while you're at the library, this is a little plug and preview for next week's episode, uh, check out the gallery. There's a great exhibition featuring the works of Jennifer Shuey. She's the former director of Clearwater Conservancy, and she now is at the Central Pennsylvania Festival of the Arts Next week's episode I have a, a, a conversation with Jennifer about her her work and her art and, and uh and how she became a pretty a pretty outstanding artist in her own right while she works with artists for the Arts Festival. So you can check out all that stuff our website schoollibrary.org, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. The calendar of events are out for children's service for the children's department and adults. You can get pick those up at the library or or in pdf format online and we have our e-newsletter our our newest one the september october one just got sent out so you can uh uh, if you don't receive that uh, to talk to someone at the library to make sure you're getting that and hopefully you're enjoying these podcasts and until next time hope to see you at sclo library